BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast, and happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a great day so far. Hey, Jax, how are you doing? Darn good. Gearing up for Thanksgiving were two sleeps from Thanksgiving, you guys. I hope everyone is making space in their bellies so that their bellies can be full and their smiles can be wide. I also hope everyone is really acknowledging the space that they're in. I feel like so many times throughout the year, I'm like, oh, I wish it was the holiday season. I wish there was Christmas music and Christmas trees and, you know, holiday cheer. And it's actually here. And it goes by so fast. So, like, it, next thing you know, it's going to be February. There's going to be no, you know, federal holidays coming up. At and least, it's going to be a dark time. At least February gives us Valentine's Day, which is spirited, and President's Day. March. And? March is the bitter month. And Harry's birthday. How could you forget? And my anniversary. Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of. And um, Groundhog's Day. Will the groundhog see his shadow? Spoiler alert. I don't know, but I know that it will mean a long winter. Or will our new mayor follow in the footsteps of our first mayor and accidentally kill Punxsutawney Phil? I don't know if he killed him. He dropped him. He altered his life forever. And so are they all called Punxsutawney Phil? I think they are. It's like a generational thing. It's like you get the name when you're, it's like a royal. Royal, you got, thank you for bringing that up. I got my gift box yesterday from Buckingham Palace. And you guys, if you are a royal girly like me, you have to treat yourself to some gifts. Speaking of Harry's birthday, Jackie, ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing better because I told you this last night. And when I woke up, it was, you know, still very much going on. We are in the process of going viral on TikTok, but not in the way that we had hoped. We're getting some backlash, you said. We're getting some backlash on what I thought was such a funny clip um, about Miss Rach. Miss Rachel, as for those who don't know, is, you know, the YouTuber changing lives. She's changed the lives of members of our own family. That's how we know Michaela loves Miss Rach. She learned so many new words from Miss Rach, new songs. Um, so we were talking about her yesterday on the, on the toast about how, you know, Miss Rach has going through like a little bit of a scandal kind of kind of because she told her audience that she received like a very upsetting email and that people you know are so hurtful and it was just a reminder to be kind and what we said and which is what we clipped on um on our Instagram and our TikTok was that you know it's unacceptable for Miss Rach to be getting hate you know if Miss Rach is getting hate what has the world come to we must protect Miss Rach and then we were joking around about how Miss Rach like needs to get a thicker skin because like it's one email girly like 
you know, get over it. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like we were obviously joking. We obviously respect Miss Rach. That's why we like know who she is. I don't even have kids. Like we respect, but the mamas dis- have descended. Would you like for me to read some of the comments to you? Please do. They're you, not kind. You shared some last night. I didn't agree with the take. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. And then also the other half of what we said was like, that makes us feel a little better. Like if Miss Rach gets hate, then like you could really be perfect and you'll still get hate. So here's the top comment. Okay, but the difference here is Miss Rach is actually a precious angel. Ooh, that one, that bites. Yeah, meaning like that we're one, not, we deserve hate. That's that what she one said. has teeth. <laughs> yeah. This, and this is pretty much what everyone was saying. Like this is giving passive aggressive mean girl vibes. Okay. Okay, Sure. Here's the thing. Sure. Sure. Like not everyone is going to be nice all the time. And we're just going to be honest. And that's how it made us feel. If that's called no. mean girl vibes, then sure. MGV. No, and also. MGV. Here, here's the thing. I'm totally okay with like people not agreeing with things we say on the podcast. Because, you know, we live in a free country. And thankfully that's a privilege that we have. Um, but what I get annoyed at is when people get mad at us for things we didn't say. Mm. We didn't say we want Miss Rach to get hate. And everyone's mm. like, not you encouraging hate to... We never said that. We actually no, said... No, literally not us encouraging. Yeah, not us. No, people who were like, um, like, not you guys, like, being happy that Miss Rach is getting hate. Like, you're... I literally am not happy. Like, I, did I say that? So if you're going to be mad, be mad at the things that I said. But like, just because you're negative and toxic and like you are inferring things from this, like that's on you, my friend. That's on you. Yes. Now I need to call us out because, oh, we just like Miss Rach got one email and she made a whole thing about it. Like we got one TikTok real comments section that didn't go our way. And we're okay, it wasn't one comment. It. There's no, like, there's section, like 400 comments section, but we've posted a million TikToks of, and people love it. They lap it up. Just yeah, like yeah. Miss Rage. And I talk about it all the time. And I talk just about like it all Ms. the time. Rage. And then we got one comment section that didn't go our way. And we're talking about it. Just like Miss Rage. Well, here's the thing. I'm not complaining. I just thought like, you should know. I thought like the toast universe should know, like we are getting dragged. We're getting dragged. I'm totally cool with that. I think, you know, controversy raises all ships controversial tides raise all ships and if that's really what they're saying like if that's the controversy like cool oh and it was people who have like never you know heard of our podcast because it's just like not for them and we're reaching new audiences no brunette girl needs to stop talking over redhead girl brunette girl does need to stop talking over redhead girl brunette girl does it's so it's so funny last yesterday i put together the audio and the video for the show because you were freezing at the studio and it's like I don't know when you're s- supposed to be speaking and me because you're speaking right. over I, I have to that's find why instances where you're done speaking and I come in that's why it's so important that I edit the video and audio every day because I know like when my annoying ass chimes in and I know when to time it up right you know got it um so that's just like a little digital news about us you know extra extra real real about it I did want to ask because you know the people who have descended upon our comment section it's the mama community and for me like of course they're gonna hate me um but like you are a part of that community do you feel like in a way you're letting down your community no I feel like they let me down like mama's like chill out but I don't feel like I, that's not the, I mean, you read the comments and you just read them to me. I wasn't getting the vibe that they were from mamas. I was they getting are. the vibe that they were from like zillennials who were just like, 
you can't like anything about hatred that she's getting. No, it was the mama's community because they're all like commenting at each other. Like, yeah, like mama's coming together. No, I don't like that. It was the mama's community. So um, I respect the mama's community. So I. But you know what? I feel like this you. is a good lesson. Like not all mamas are the same. And that's like you shouldn't expect that they're going to be and that they're all going to like the same things. Like we're all still different. We were different before. Yes, we have this mama-ing trait in common, but right. it's not to be expected that like all mamas are going to be toasters or, or this right. or that. I if mean, I only, If only we'd be raising a generation of queens and kings. Exactly. So we actually have a fabulous show because yesterday there was like some crazy news that came out. We've got the Chrisley sentencing, which I have so many thoughts on um, and just lots of good stories. So is there anything else you want to catch up on? I didn't really do much yesterday besides freeze my nipples off. Mm. And you and I actually recorded a really fun interview for a panel coming up with Taylor Strecker that we'll share. I think it's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. So that was fun. Just talking about like business tings. Business tings. It was nice like state of the union to like reflect on our business. You know, the decisions that we've made consciously, the things that have happened sort of by a happy accident. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was really nice. And just getting to spend more time with you is a dream. Oh, Jax. And I feel like I got a lot. I feel like I spoke a lot, which was new for me. You know? Oh, my God. You're such a victim sometimes. Like, you're fine. You know what I'm doing tonight? No, like, what are you doing? Remember I told you about that show I wanted to see that was, like, uh, Titanic retelling using all Celine Dion music? Mm -hmm. But, like, the time I was supposed to go, like, one person in the theater got COVID and they shut down the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm finally going again tonight. That's so exciting. Everyone keeps tagging me in this Titanic museum that has popped up in the city. And it's like a recreation of the Titanic, like the rooms, the everything. Uh, I want to try and go. Would you be interested in going? To make you happy, yeah. Well, I don't need to, like, trust me on the list of things I'm not desperate to do. Dragging you to a museum that you're not interested in is probably number one. I can't would imagine it be the, more torture. Would it be the week that you're here in December? It would be the week that I'm there, yeah. That week doesn't work for me. I'm filming my comedy special. The week is booking up, like booking busy. We have photo shoots. We have video shoots. It's the TPG Awards. We're doing a spritz party. Like, I honestly... What party? December 9th. Are you still here? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to come and you're going to like it. You'll eat it. I'll tell you all about it You'll eat it and you'll like it. You'll like it. Yeah. I got these chocolates from Buckingham Palace in my gift box. Did you eat them already? No, I only had one. It was... So delicious. I felt like mistrunchable because how were the biscuits? I didn't have a biscuit yet because I wasn't having a tea and I, I already mm-hmm. tried a chocolate, so I didn't want to go through all my sweet treats. But I felt like mistrunchable, like much too good for children. And I like much too good for children. They come in like those little things um where each chocolate has a little paper around it, you know, like um Oh, that's so mistrunchable. It was so mistrunchable, and I'm like giving them to some people, not to other people. Like none, taking one by none for Bruno. Sensing someone's in your home. You know? Yes. Um, also, speaking of movie quotes, yesterday I did find the person in our comment section who was the first to comment where this quote was from. That's the way you should feel your whole life. Um, it was Paper Towns, Cara Delevingne's famous line. I never even saw the movie. She just said it in the trailer, and I thought it was, like, such a weird thing to say. Um, I Venmoed her. her. We should go watch the trailer and, like, see if it's as crazy no, as No, because we, we have, like, we've LARPed it. That's the way you should feel your whole life. <laughs> like, that's definitely not how she said it. But I Venmoed the toaster. She sent me the money back. 
and I sent it back again. Bitch, keep it. She finally kept it. And then she we were like commenting to each other like on the Venmo um, like transaction. Yeah. And she wrote the funniest movie reference, but I can't remember it. Hold on. Oh, how do I find it? Venmo's the worst platform. We were like commenting back another towards one each other. Like, where is check it? your email. <sighs> Do you get an email? No. She was being so funny, and she quoted like such a niche movie reference that was like something we would do in our family. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do I find it? Like, all right, whatever. I found it. Two comments. What is it? Oh, she said, okay, I'll keep it begrudgingly, but I'll leave you with another niche reference. Frittata. Oh, that's good. So good, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you know what that's from, leave it in the comments of this YouTube double video. Double or nothing. The f- double or no- 20 bucks to the, oh, this is like a dangerous precedent to set. 20 bucks to the person who knows what Frittata is from. First person to comment it and leave your Venmo username. $20 to you. Where should they be the first person to comment it? I think on YouTube. On YouTube. But what about podcast listeners who podcast goes up first and they comment on our Instagram? Well, that's what they get for not supporting our YouTube dreams. Would you rather them watch on YouTube or listen as a podcast and help us climb the charts? It's the same to me. Yeah. So why can't they comment on the Instagram? Because like... Then it's just like so many platforms we don't know who okay, actually so did it first. YouTube like YouTube, it's a YouTube game. It's a YouTube, it's a YouTube game. game. Okay. And maybe we'll hit 200,000 subscribers while we do it. Yeah, for sure. So we've got a great show. I'm ready to dive in, Jax, if you are. I am. Did you notice I'm wearing your necklace today? No, I didn't. Come closer. Stunning. So stunning. I wore it the day after my birthday, but that was the day that my camera had an astigmatism. So I feel like people Mm. didn't really get to see it. I'm going to come a little closer because it's like. It's truly stunning. So beautiful. little necklace ASMR. Oh, okay. These microphones don't pick up ASMR. I feel like they got mine. I feel like they got it too. Okay. Now, without further ado, do, 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 the Strice Brethren don't come to work anymore because they don't support working women. Here are the fast side stories that you need to know. Deb. Today's Deb. episode is brought to you by Skylight Frame, a photo frame that you can update instantly by email or from anywhere. It is an effortless way uh, to stay in touch with the ones that you love, especially those that might not be like the most tech savvy. Skylight Frame is a digital frame that really is so easy. Like your grandma could do it. Anyone can do it. And you can do it for your grandma. So it's a great way to feel close. It's a great way to feel close to those you love even when you're separated and it takes under 60 seconds to set up. Plug it in, touch the screen, connect your Wi-Fi network and enjoy. Sending photos to the frame is super easy too. Everyone in the family can use their app or just email them to the Skylight frame and it'll pop up in seconds. Multiple people can send photos to the frame so it's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It has a black and white mat so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. Timeless, um... Their touchscreen display is super vibrant. It lets you swipe through photos. You could tap to heart it to let the person who sent the photo know that you love it. They have two sizes, either the original 10-inch or the new 15-inch frame. They have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Um, This is the perfect gift for the holidays. So if you haven't gotten someone 
um, a gift yet. Skylight Frames is everything of the sort. And we can get you $15 off your purchase of the Skylight Frame. When you go to skylightframe.com and enter code TOAST, that's right, to get $15 off your frame of a your purchase of a skylight frame, go to skylightframe.com, code toast, that is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code toast. I was just at um, a friend's house who I had gotten them a skylight frame for their wedding for, and it was like really at the center of their home. It was such like a nice way of displaying it. It really is such a nice gift. And um, again, skylightframe.com, promo code toast will get you $15 off. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. Turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong, like those probiotic tortilla chips sounded way too good to be true. And the good news is that Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal because not all probiotics are created equal. So the Seed DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a broad-spectrum plant-based prebiotic and a 24-strain probiotic formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. Its capsule and capsule protects against stomach acid, digestion enzymes, and bile salts, for viability through digestion. So what does that mean? The live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into your colon. If you've taken a probiotic for and you didn't feel a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving in your GI tract. Well, seed is designed differently and that's why it works. It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. So their DSO1 will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, ease of evacuation, which means you're going to be making nice, big, soft duties. But it'll also help your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and your micronutrient synthesis. So if you want to start a new healthy habit, do it today with Seed. Visit seed.com slash toast. Use the code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. It's seed.com slash toast, S-E-E-D, dot com slash toast, and use code toast for 20% off your first month. Thank you, McClard, for the big soft, for those tips on how to make a big soft duty. The thing is, you know, when you open up different podcasts in your app, like, you know, from certain podcasts, you're going to get news. Certain podcasts are going to get history. You know, when you open up the toast, like at least once a day, I will tell you something about how to make your life better when it comes to your duties. To make a BSD. Squatty potty. Seed. Seed. Okay. Our first story, some legal reality TV news. Todd and Julie Chrisley are sentenced in bank fraud and tax evasion case. Todd Chrisley received 12 years in prison and 16 months probation, while wife Julie Chrisley received seven years in prison plus 16 months probation, according to Insider and Fox 5 Atlanta. Prior to the sentencing, Todd and Julie asked for leniency. In a statement, Todd said his wife, who was the caregiver for their son Grayson, who was 16, and their granddaughter Chloe, who was 10, He said his wife should not be punished to the same extent. Julie was emotional as she described a conversation with Chloe, who is the daughter of their estranged son, Kyle. The Chrisley's former accountant, Peter Tarantino, was also sentenced to 36 months in prison on Monday. Tarantino was set to report to prison on May 1st after undergoing hip surgery. The couple's sentencing had been delayed from October 26th to yesterday after their lawyer claimed a witness lied on the stand. Prior to the sentencing, federal prosecutors requested the judge sentence Todd to between 17 and 22 years and Julie to 10 and 13. So the sentences were actually a little lower than recommended. They are also asking that the pair forfeit nearly $20 million, according to court documents obtained by WAGA. I mean, this is so crazy. Of course, like, I can't even talk about this without thinking about what this means for Jen Shah, even though she's being tried in New York and they were tried in Georgia. But it's clear that, like, 
you know, financial crimes from pe like people of a certain celebrity, like are not taken lightly. Cause this is still, even though it's less than the recommended sentence, it's a really like, it's a harsh sentence for like a nonviolent crime. Yes. Also Jen Shah defrauded people. The Chris Lee's defrauded the government. They also defrauded banks. So like yes. what they did, which was so crazy is obviously like the usual mail fraud, tax evasion, but they also were like creating false documents to give to banks in order to procure loans being like, we make this amount of money. So we, you can give us $5 million in loans. Yeah. False and then they would take that collateral almost. Right. They would take that loan. You don't have to pay taxes on a loan and they would just live off of that loan. So I don't know like what the fuck they thought they were doing, but like it's, it's illegal and there are consequences but like, I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that's a big whopper of a sentence. I don't think any celebrity case should be tried any differently than a lay Same. person case, whether it's harsher or more lenient. I think right. That, they do often like make examples out of yeah celebrities. I don't know that that needs to happen either. I don't know that that's what happened here because it's they got less than what the prosecutors were recommending, which is typically what happens. I think. But it, yeah, but I feel like there are people who like rape. And don't even get that many years. Am I wrong? That's a good point. Like, it's it's a terrible crime. Don't get me wrong. Like, you should not steal. It's thou in the shalt Bible. not steal. Right. But when you compare it to the sentences of like people who like actually commit violent crimes, like armed robbery, I feel like I never even like. I'm always surprised when I hear. That's what like a life sentence is technically twenty five years, right? Yeah. So how is tax evasion and everything eleven? That's a really interesting you know I mean? point. Yeah. And I'm not saying like there shouldn't be consequences for your actions. Like they, I, they definitely knew what they were doing was totally illegal. And then to go on TV is a level of stupid I just cannot relate to. And I'll never understand why people do that. Well, what do you think came first? Do you think they were on TV and mm. they needed to keep up this lifestyle? Or they were being fraudulent way before they were on TV and, and at that point? I'm sure it's in the documents. I mean, they were living like even a, like a more fancy lifestyle before they were on TV. Cause when we season one, they were in this big old house and they had a million cars. And then as the seasons progressed, like they moved into a smaller house. It's almost like they downsized a little bit. Well, also their kids grew up. Could have been like right. a smaller house that was like nicer and more updated and in a better part of town, swanky. Right. It's just, I mean, do not fuck with the federal government in Georgia. Like this is, I was just, I was really shocked by the lane. Yeah. I, Especially because like my bar thus far for things like this is Teresa and Joe. And Teresa having to go for like, what was it? Like two years? A year. A year and a half. And then Joe having to go for three. Mm -hmm. um, plus the detention center for um, ICE. Like that's my bar. And that was so crazy to me. Yeah. Also like the situation is a good, um, Mike, the situation is a, Yes, good example good as example. well. Uh, so when you compare it to that, yes, this this uh, sentence does seem outsized, especially when you also compare it to violent crimes. Violent crimes. So, I mean, like, it's like, kind of sad, no? I mean, but, like, they did that shit. But, like, it is, like, someone's parents, like, yeah. going to jail for so long. Like, you think about, like, Savannah's, what, like, 21? In the next 10, 11 years, like, she'll have kids. Like, it, like, it is sad when you think about it from that perspective. And it does seem like a harsh sentence, but like, don't break the law, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so. No, now I'm like, it's like, I, I pay my taxes at the end of the year. I'm like checking, double, dotting my eyes, crossing my T's. I'm like, one of my biggest fears is like accidentally tax evading. Yes, but I feel like there are people who accidentally tax evade where it could either happen accidentally or like it's a... You know, I'll, I'll pay Excellent. it at a, like, you know, like situation sort of thing. And like the sentence was smaller for that. Like, I think that what they were doing was so 
intentional than also the lying to the banks. Like it's not something that you, that could ever happen by accident. You have to go out of your way. Yeah. I mean, I actually wrote about this in my book, how like when I first started making money on the internet, um, I guess in 2017, I underreported my taxes, my income. I, I wasn't entirely sure how much money I made and I didn't have like a proper like team in place. Um, and then like years later, because the IRS is like so backdated, I got like a crazy letter that scared the shit. I thought I was going to jail. Like I was so scared for like you underreported and it took us two years to figure it out. So you always two years of penalties. And I was like so happy to not be going to jail. I paid the whole thing in full. I'm like, yes, sir. It's right here. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah. Influencers doing their taxes is an interesting it's really, subject. Because I'm sup- I feel like there'll be a documentary. Well, not even. I mean, maybe there are people who are trying to get away with funny business, but if you're an influencer and like you're doing like freelance work for different brands and you have a lot of different like streams of income, like even if it's like not even streams, just like places that pay you, mm-hmm. it's really hard to organize your stuff for taxes. So you really have to be on top of it. So if any of you are influencers in any way, shape or form, aspiring influencers, like big or small, make sure that you have your tax situation figured out because it can really get away from you. Right, like the second you start making money, like invest in a good accountant or like a business manager. It's worth your. It's worth every penny. Yeah, an accountant should do it right up. You send them all your ten ninety nines and everything, and yeah. and they'll help you sort it out. So that's our tip of the day for all the aspiring influencers, or just aspiring small business owners, business owners. You want to start any side hustle, like get your paperwork together first because it's a lot. It's it'll be a bigger headache down the road if you just like push it off. Yes, but like a small business owner has like the one business income and it's a little more clear cut on how to do your taxes. Streamlined. But when yeah. you are, a con- I guess, any sort of contractor who has a lot Freelancer. of different uh, people paying you, definitely yeah. keep your antennas up. No, like this, let this also be a cautionary tale to anyone who gets like caught up in like, you know, fame and money, like it's not worth it. No, none of it. You're on top for three years and then you spend 11 in jail. None of it matters. None of it matters. Nothing matters because at the end of the day, you're alone with yourself in your jail cell. Right. So would you rather be in a jail cell or in a house that was like smaller than the one that you had dreamed of? Right, right. And maybe for some people, like that's... The the peak is worth the pick. That's a risk they're willing to take. Right. No. Not me. Can't relate. My one of my biggest fears, I know probably my biggest fear, period, is going to jail. You're not cut out. Oh, no. I don't know, but I don't know. I would definitely start like a musical theater. You would. Group, I think like you also get group. a lot of time to read. I'd get but I can't have a Kindle, right? I have to go paper. You have to go paper, but I think they have a library, so yeah, but they don't have. No, like, you wouldn't be I able like. to read Coho all day long, but you'd have to right. branch out to other genres. Yeah, I also would like probably start working out because there's literally nothing you else get, to do. Like, shredded. Well, it depends what kind of prison I'm going to. Like the one Teresa went to, like was very much like it was still prison, but it was like a retreat. Like you had like an hour of internet time, working out. So yeah, but like I'm talking about like the prisons, like from from like the movies. Mm. Like lawlessness, recklessness, like, like there's Shawshank no redemption, right? Or that episode of SVU that literally scarred me when I was a kid when <laughs> Mariska Hargitay went undercover with Ice T and Ice T was getting a flu shot, so he was waiting in line and not able to help Mariska when the guard they were investigating for sexual assault assaulted Mariska. That episode changed, like literally changed the DNA, like of who I am. Yeah, is that one of my like stories? Yeah, it's not not one of them. Add it to the list. 
You know what? Where's my phone? It is totally like one of those stories. Let's see what, what's going on with Claudia's list and see if anything needs any updating. Yeah. Well, I definitely think we can add the Mariska Hargitay episode. Claudia's repeated stories. Okay. So. Dennis's funeral. Dennis's funeral. Keenan's Uber drivers. Yes. Tarek's armed hike. I'll never stop talking about Law it. Law and order jail episode flu uh-huh. shot. Iced tea. Mariska. Great. Um, and do you want to know your regrets or no? I could tell you them. Uh, not getting in the cop car. Yep. You have, I have I five know. others. Five, I have so many regrets. <laughs> More regrets. What else? The Yeezus jacket. Oh, that's a major regret. The, for not me, going the to the Life flag. of Pablo concert. Oh, you know what? I can take, we that, can take one that off, off now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Kanye. All the trouble he's gotten me into. Like, but first the Confederate flag. Then a uh, red Taylor Swift concert. Huge. Starting the TMT Facebook group. Huge. <laughs> and not having Taylor Strecker at your wedding. Huge. Yeah. That's okay. beautiful. Okay. Uh, don't you like that I have this list going for you? I love, because you're like, you know, my memory is not what it used to be. I'm responsible and for your memory. You are literally like the secretary of my memory. Of your like, brain. You're, the, you're like filing all, like you're in charge of the filing cabinet. You know what I'm doing? Um... Outrunning your memory feels like outrunning the wind. Can't get where I'm going if I can't leave where you've been. Stunning. Thank you. Are you ready for our next story? Am I ready for our next story? That's such a good question. I am. Great, because Dancing with the Stars season 31, wow, that's a lot of damn seasons, it is. has ended and our winner has been crowned. Spoiler alert, the winner is Charlie D'Amelio. Now, let me tell you how genuinely shocked I am that the classically trained dancer with hundreds of millions of followers and a reality show on the same platform as Dancing with the Stars. The fact that she won is so crazy to me. I mean, what a, what a, you know. It's a triumph. An upset. It's an upset. Yeah. It's, I'm shocked. Well, it's really beautiful because I feel like it shows anyone that anyone can do anything if if you are exactly. No matter how little experience you have. No, anyone can do anything if you are the exact right person for the role in every way, shape, and form. What confuses me about Dancing with the Stars, because I definitely feel like it's not really 100% based on the votes, um, is like, by this logic, wouldn't JoJo Siwa have won? So JoJo Siwa, I mean, you know her on TikTok where she is extremely popular. popular. Um, But to me, she doesn't have the same popularity as Charlie D'Amelio. And I haven't seen JoJo Siwa dance. Like to me, JoJo Siwa doesn't dance. She just like, jumps around no she's like she's like a very and she, she was very good too okay but charlie d'amelio i was watching one of her final dances and i was reminded of how on the d'amelio show like she has a ballet studio in her house and she's like mm-hmm. training as a dancer it's so now watch like realizing this i'm like i should have put money on who was gonna win dancing with the stars because it's so fucking obvious not only is she just as good a dancer as the pros really but she's the most famous kid in the world 
No, totally. But I feel like every year there's like one clear person who like probably is going to win. And more often than not, they don't. Yeah, but it's never been this clear. We've never had someone who is a perfect dancer and a 10 out of 10 millions of followers, most followed person on- Hundreds of millions. Most followed person on the platforms. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the the Hulu connection. And then network Yeah, the Hulu connection. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was the first season that Dancing with the Stars was on a streamer and not on cable. And I definitely feel like it, it affected like the- It showed. The publicity of it. Like, I feel like no one was talking about it. I agree. I would only like know when people were voted off. People who I follow on Instagram are voted off. That's the only time. Right. Like Vinny Guadagnino. Jesse James Decker. Oh, she was on the season? Mm -hmm. She made pretty far, I think. Um, Well, Shangela made it pretty far. I think she was the first drag queen ever on um, Dancing with the Stars. She made it to top four. So she was in the episode last night. And for their final dance, her partner came out in drag. It was really cute and funny. That's so cute. The top four were Gabby from The Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. Shangela, uh, Wayne Brady and Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, so Charlie. 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 Um, Are you thinking I'm what s- I'm thinking? What? Are you thinking what I'm yes, thinking? Yes, of course. We can't say no, it. No, no, it's, like, it's like old school inside family joke. You guys wouldn't care, but like, yeah. yeah simpatico. Um, I'm happy for Charles. And <laughs> I just like, I'm like, okay, I can't believe... It's actually pretty cool for Dancing with the Stars that she was on the show, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Every couple of years, they actually get someone who's not like on their way down. Yeah. Yeah. Even Shangela. Shangela's at the top of her game. And what's so cool about Shangela is that if you watched her season of the show, like she got out in the beginning and she was like, pretty unremarkable in terms of her memory but she had like these iconic moments that like became so much a part of drag history that she like never even won she never but she's like literally one of the most famous queens from the show Mm. walk into the place like Shangela that's like that reminds me of like the bachelor I feel like there are so many people like that who like yes we're unremarkable on their season but are so big in like the canon of bachelor yeah I don't mean unremarkable because she's like funny and everything of the sort but she got out early and she there's a million girls like her and we don't we don't know her name she's on that HBO show with Eureka and Bob the drag queen we're here she gets like unbelievable she's on Dancing with the Stars no when I tell you she was on the show it reminds me of American Idol like Jennifer Hudson on American Idol like so many people who were on it who didn't go very far but have these huge careers now yeah like 10 years ago, made it through four or five episodes, is the biggest drag queen in the world now. Like, it makes no sense, you yeah. know? Also reminds me of, like, America's Next Top Model. Some of the people who have come up for the show, like, who became pretty famous. I would love to rewatch America's Next Top Model. You should. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Kitsch. I would say that it is. When did beauty get so complicated? Ugh, so much time, it. too much money, not enough and of crap that works for you. Well, that's why Kitsch was created, to simplify self-care and beauty products that give you a major boost so you can go on to your next thing. Kitsch is offering game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for your hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, whatever your skin type, whatever your hair type, Kitsch believes that you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices, morning, noon, and night. Their best sellers include satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks. If you wake up with like a rat's nest, invest in satin pillowcases. If you uh, use an eye mask, satin eye masks, it will literally take your hair from like a 10 in the morning to a 4. It's just... 
I no longer have to give myself a full blowout every morning if I did it the day before. It's a game changer. Shampoo and conditioner bars. So it's bottle-free beauty. It's really smart. It's great for the planet. Great for your hair. They have heatless satin curling rollers that I have, but I have them because I saw them on TikTok like a year ago. Um, great way to remove heat damage for your hair and get really beautiful curls without damaging your hair. They have quick dry hair towels, which has become a new favorite thing of mine because my hair takes four days to dry. It's insane. Um, they also have the classic hair ties and scrunchies and major shout out to their claw clips because I have so much, my hair, I can't even fit into like, I can't go to like Amazon. I can't buy just a regular claw clip. The kitsch ones are really out here holding my entire hair. So Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting for your family, the besties, all the resties who deserve a little something this year. Right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide anywhere from 25% all the way up to 60% off all month, uh, all the month of November when you go to mykitsch.com slash toast. So that discount can be up to 60% off certain items at mykitsch, which is spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash toast. Plus, Kitsch has daily flash sales. They have unbelievable deals to make sure to check back often. That's mykitsch.com slash toast for Huge holiday discounts, everything you need for holiday gifting, or just to treat yourself. Today's episode is also sponsored by Brush, an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra gentle bristles, the Brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist a whole a fresh whole mouth clean, but every single day. So when you get the brush kit, that includes the electric toothbrush, three extra brush heads, a magnetic charging station, and a sleep travel case. The brush is so fabulous because it uses industry-leading sonic technology to produce 42,000 brush strokes per minute, which is 300 times 300 brush strokes per minute. This helps with deep cleaning and those hard-to-reach places. If you haven't switched over to an electric toothbrush yet, Brush is a great brand to try it out with because electric toothbrushes can be very unnecessarily pricey. And Brush is really affordable compared to other ones on the market. It's very beautiful. It comes in different colors. They have like different drops every season. Um, and the charger is really like not bulky and gross and it doesn't take up a lot of space on your counter. The battery life also lasts four weeks. So it lasts an entire 30 days on a full charge, making it perfect for travel and keeping your countertop charger cord free. It is slim and sleek, easy to throw into your purse or bag on the daily. You can also get 20% off when you pick up your Brush brush kit and the plan when you go to brush.com slash toast. That's 20% off when you go to B-R-U-U-S-H brush.com slash toast. Great. Thank you, McClard. You're welcome. Okay. Our next story. More details have are coming out about Lizzie Savetsky leaving the Real Housewives oh, yeah. of New York. Page six has an updated story about Lizzie Savetsky's departure from the Real Housewives of New York. Uh, they are recounting the story in full, so I'm going to share as well. I just want to say, after we had spoken about this, I like did a little digging because I'm like nosy and I really wanted to know what happened. And I did find out from like a few people who like would know. I found out the exact same story. So I believe that this is true. Yes, there's a lot of detail too. Yes. Okay, so um, at the time... And the headline is a little misleading. Yeah. It makes it seem like Lizzie's out here slinging the N-word, well, so which she's not. Headline. This headline is Lizzie Savetsky actually left Rahoni after a behind-the-scenes controversy. When she first left, they talked about... She talked about in the statement, talked about how you know she was experiencing anti-Semitism. By the way, that was the headline yesterday. Um, it's the headline... It. Hold on. It's the headline on the... Art, they might have changed it, but... It also might, they did. there might be a different headline like when you, on the homepage. You know how sometimes they do that? Yeah, but I literally, I, Lizzie Savetsky actually left Roni after hubby's N-word controversy. Yeah. That's not it anymore. So page six, I'm just going to read the whole thing. So everyone just story yeah. time. Buckle up. 
So Page Six reported last week and they said, while we'd heard there was more to the story, production insiders downplayed other drama beyond the online bullying. Now it turns out that in fact, things went off the rails big time a few weeks ago while Savetsky was filming a scene with co-star Bryn Whitfield and got worse from there. Page Six is told that Whitfield had asked Orthodox Jew Savetsky, who has a reputation as a matchmaker, if she'd set her up with a Jewish man. But Savetsky said that while she has no problem with Jews dating Gentiles, she prefers only to set up Jews with other Jews, sources said. She added that Orthodox Jews favor marriages between Jews to preserve the ethnic lineage. We're told that she explained that Judaism is not just a belief system, but also a people. Sources say that Whitfield felt affronted and said something to the effect that Savetsky's terminology sounded like that was used, quote, by horrific people, meaning Nazis, who did evil things to your people, would take, which shocked Lizzie. According to clearly, and that's what we had last week. Yes. According to multiple insiders, the tension caused by the scene led to an off-camera phone call between Lizzie and Bryn, during which they discussed the power of racial slurs. Page Six was told that Bryn, who is half black, used the N-word during the call, but rather than using the term N-word, she said the word it represents in full. We're told she said the the whole thing. She said the word outright. Right. Page Six was told that Savetsky got the impression that Bryn planned to tell other cast members that Savetsky had also used the N-word during the call. Sources say that Lizzie's husband, Dr. Ira Savetsky, was outraged and reported the alleged incident to the show's producers. But Page Six was told that when he recounted the call, Ira also said the actual word rather than saying the N-word. Yeah. Uh, page six heard he later apologized, but the damage was done. And they're told that's when conversations began about the pair exiting the show. Insiders were keen to point out that Lizzie really did also experience an overwhelmingly, well, overwhelming value of anti-Semitism online. And that the N-word incident alone was not the sole reason for her leaving, leaving the show. Yeah, I mean, um, so now everyone is being like, well, she put out this statement about anti-Semitism. She was using it as a front. And like, let's not go there because honestly, I'm sure she like when she was dealing with this controversy and then the shitstorm she probably had in her DMs was I it certainly was a part of it. And I don't feel like we should discount that because I feel like that's right. Yeah, no. And if you want to um, see the anti-Semitism, just go to any of like the Bravo Instagram accounts where right, they announced comments. that Lizzie was going to be a cast member when they announced that Lizzie was leaving and just read the comments like that. We know yeah. we don't have to like be privy to her DMs to know what she saw. Right. Um, but this incident is so bizarre to me. I mean, so first off, I believe that this is what happened because like me this too. level of detail, like I don't think that they they are conjuring it up out of nowhere. Like, and this I think is something that would happen and then get like, you know, kind of blown up in the in the production Bravo sphere and enough to like make Lizzie either leave or, or be fired. Right. Also, um, this just goes to show you, like, it never ends well when husbands get involved. Like, this, like, leave this to the women, mm-hmm. because I'm sure Lizzie, like, wants to kill her husband right now. Like, he was doing it. I don't think he has any bad intentions. I don't think he frequently uses racial slurs. I don't think that's fair assessment to make. But in this one mistake, in this heated moment, because he wanted to defend his wife and wanted to make sure a cast member who clearly just has, she clearly just doesn't like Lizzie, um, doesn't you know, go around saying really defamatory things about his wife, he slipped up and made a mistake. Um, it 
it changed the whole game because you can't just go around saying that. Even if he meant it, he there was, was no like in it. malicious intent. He was just he wasn't like, calling someone the slur. He was repeating what he had heard. I get yeah. it. You still can't say it, but like it's very different than going up to someone and using it as a slur. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Um, having said that, I just think you know husbands should stay out of things because like they just don't know how this works. You know? Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I mean, I think if, I imagine for Lizzie, like it, it was just like a compounding of things. And I think the idea that one, now that her husband said this and and then she was on the call and Bryn was going to say that maybe that Lizzie had said it. It was like, you know, between this, we don't need this and we don't need the anti-Semitism that we're getting and like right. we have kids and, and forget it. This isn't forget worth it. it. No, and I'm sure she was freaking out if she had a phone call with a girl she's arguing with and the her takeaway from the phone call is that she's going to tell people that Lizzie used the n-word like that's such a terrible thing for people to think about mm-hmm. you I'm sure her and her husband were freaking the fuck yeah, out yeah and they ran to production so that they could get ahead of it and they made it right worse. like help and they made it worse right and it seems like pro- they made they made it worse for themselves and then production didn't really probably help at all um so they either I don't know if she was fired or if she left on yeah, her that's own but still unclear the show is turning out to be turned yeah. like I feel like they can't, like this Roni reboot is like curse. Yeah. I don't know what will be. I don't know if any of this footage is going to be used. I feel like it's actually like a really kind of murky area that they probably will stay away from. Usually it's like if they have footage, like we have to see it. But I don't know if they want to be associated. This is supposed to be a show about like rich no, women being rich. And that's rich. what happened with the last. Not Nazis the, and racial that's slurs. That's what happened with last Roni too, where they didn't even have a reunion because there was allegations of racism that right. were investigated. And then they didn't even deal, they didn't even go there again. Deal with and they it. said, you know what? Goodbye to all of you. We're bringing in new people. Yeah. I don't think that this is what they want want to be happening again so I don't know how they'll handle it it definitely doesn't bode well for the new season I also have to say so Andy has like spoken about Lizzie's departure a couple times I saw a video um Hollywood Hollywood life Life. he sat down with Allie who um I know I love her she's just like a redheaded Jewish queen she asked about the Lizzie Sebetsky stuff and I think it was before this report came out for page six. So he was just talking about how she left and there was anti-Semitism and it's bad and it's sad. And it was so weird to me because he was like, it was she experienced a lot of anti-Semitism. He was like, I know I posted something about Judaism and I, the backlash, like the comments that I got were insane and like so horrifying. And, and it's just a sad state that we live in. It's like, no, it's like, it no, was Andy, so like, disingenuous. You are, are Jewish. No, no, but you are Bravo. And it's like, if your fans are creating an anti-Semitic environment, that's just a sad state. No, Andy, I feel like, and I love Andy, and I've had to come to this realization, like, in a sad way. I feel like, in terms of, like, Jewish leaders in our community, like, Andy has been such a letdown for me. Like, always and forever. Like, I mean, I think his, I think his mere presence as, like, a Jew who's, like, funny and gay and well-loved. I think it's great. And he incorporates like Mazel. Like, I think he's a great representative for us. But when it comes to being like an advocate for our community, I have felt like time and time again, he is always letting me down. And that interview, before we knew about the situation, it was just like Lizzie leaving from anti-Semitism, was so disingenuous. I felt like he couldn't have fucking cared less. I was so let down. And that's just like the vibe. I never... 
I know certain Jewish celebrities like are always going to be there for our community to like speak up. And I know Andy will never no, and it's like And he'll do the bare minimum like a tweet. And it just feels so disingenuous. I don't think he, the way that I feel is like he doesn't feel connected to the community at no, all. No, and it's like if he were the advocate that we need and like, okay, so Lizzie came on and she's getting all this anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism. And he's seeing that instead of just like being like, it's a sad state, Twitter is a cesspool. Like, Bring on some more juice, some more Zionists, and sh- and and no, or like no, and like double down, not like be like, oh, and so Lizzie couldn't do it because our audience is just too anti-Semitic, right. which is just so sad. No, it's so true. Like he's really time after time, like he's such a letdown. Like I feel like it's really upsetting. And I feel like people like, might be like, and, and and him being a disappointment is a separate conversation. I feel like people might be like, well, maybe he knew about this situation and just was like saying maybe. You know, um, so then he could have said like, oh, well, there's uh, like other things that happen that are the reason no, why. No, by the way, I'm not even, I don't want to use this Hollywood Life interview. That's, I have always felt I've this way. I've always felt this way, but I feel like if it, if maybe that's the reason why he gave nothing in that interview, he could have been like, well, there was some stuff that happened off camera as well that um, viewers might see that led, we'll give more that led to Lizzie's departure. Just more, you know, instead of being yeah. like, anti-Semitism, man, she couldn't do oh, it. That's the worst. Couldn't let her on What's the, the show. What's the next question? Like, I find that I'm constantly, like, reminding myself that Andy Cohen's Jewish, which is really never good, like, a good place to be. Because if you if I if I forget, that means you're, like, never talking about well, it. You we've know? had this conversation before, I think, on the show. And, like, we disagree because you're, like, he's not a great, you know, champion for the Jewish people. But it's great that he's, like, showing Jewish culture, like, mazel and a lot of the verbiage. Yes. And he's just Jewish. And, and that's good. Yeah. And I, Cohen. I think it's the opposite. Like, I feel like if you're going to use all of our stuff as your shtick like you better be there for us when it matters so if you yeah. don't want to stick up for us then like just don't do all the rest of it no I see that too but I still I still believe what I said because like when you think of the, such a wide reach of of Bravo and like so many people who have like never even met a Jew and have this like idea of what Judaism is in their heads just to see like this like funny successful like I don't know I do think part of it is good I mean, I don't like just go all in or or just be like everyone else who's like a yeah a Jew in name only. Yeah, no, it's definitely upsetting. I thought that interview was really weird. Really weird. Just yeah. is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. our anti-Semitic it's fan base school. would not accept Lizzie, and sad, and therefore she left. <laughs> Our next story Moving is on. so exciting on so many levels that I can't begin it? to tell you. Okay, let's go. Brandy will be reprising her role as Cinderella in a new Descendants sequel. Yeah, it just keeps Okay. Keeps getting better. So Brandy, who famously played Cinderella and Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella, announced that she's reprising her role as the iconic character for the upcoming Disney Plus movie called The Pocket Watch. She said, so excited to join this amazing cast and reprise my role as Cinderella in the Disney Descendants sequel, The Pocket Watch. So The Pocket Watch is a spinoff to the Descendants trilogy, which you know I love so much. It's Sinich and I's favorite movies. And it's back in the Descendants world in Oradon and here is the premise for all of the mamas who had been forced to watch this movie and found themselves really liking it. The movie follows the story, the movie musical follows the story of Red, who is played by Kylie Cantrell. She's the rebellious teenage daughter of the Queen of Hearts. That's the premise of Descendants. It's evil uh, characters, kids, like grown up. 
So she, their daughters, their daughters and their sons. She's the teenage daughter of the Queen of Hearts, who's played by Rita Ora, and oh wow, her friend Chloe, who's played by Malia Baker, and she is the naive daughter of Cinderella and Prince Charming. Cinderella, played by Brandy, so it's perfect. And also in the original Descendants movies, you you know, it's like Dove Cameron, Sophia Carson, Cameron Boyce, and mm-hmm. uh, Jay. I forget who the actor is. Um, and their parents, so like. Cameron's a descendant of Maleficent, who is played by Kristen Chenoweth. It's pretty star-studded. Sophia Carson's wow. a descendant of Evil Queen, who's played by Kathy Najimy. Kathy Najimy. I fucking love Kathy Najimy. Cameron Boyce was a descendant of Cruella. I forget who played her. And then um, Jay was the descendant of Jafar. So it's like the cool. parents are always like pretty big actors so it's like awesome that right. it's Rita Ora and it's Brandy and Brandy's reprising and then the descendants the are like gonna be like the new big Disney stars the Dove Camerons yes very cool mm-hmm. I love that like we are officially like Brandy is the Cinderella of our generation when you said Brandy like my mind I was Brandy Glanville I'm like what she's playing Cinderella that is so funny oh Jay was played by Boo Boo Stewart who's also in Twilight Oh, I know yeah, who and it is. he like loves Jacob and he's like keeps following Jacob around. Yeah. He's team Jacob. Seth. Yeah. Seth. Yeah. Seth. 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 <laughs> um, but wait, what was I going to say about this really quickly? Oh, just like a fun fact about Brandy that I feel like nobody remembers. is like her brother is Ray mm-hmm. J. I think everyone remembers. I don't think that they do. Sound off in the comments. Do you remember? Do you remember? So I'll be watching this movie. I'll be forcing Counselor Snitch to hang out with me to watch it. By the way, I like how you were like to all the other mamas who know about this movie because they're forced to watch it with their kids and had to, you know, actually ended up enjoying it. Like that's not you watch the movie when you before. No, your kids. To, right. I wasn't talking to myself. I was talking to I got so many messages messages from people when I would like watch Descendants and post it on my stories. They're like, oh, my God, I, this movie is so good. I watch it with my kid and it's actually so good. I haven't seen any of them. They're so good. The music is so good. It's Kenny Ortega, so you know it's going to slap. I know. It's a quality protection. And the concept is so good. No, I, I actually am not against seeing it. But speaking of, like, not me wearing a Dutton Ranch shirt today when I've literally never seen one minute of Yellowstone. Poser alert. No, I'm such a poser. Wow. But the, the Remember? merch is cool. Remember back in the day when like calling someone a poser was like the meanest thing you could say about yeah, them? Yeah, now it's called a bandwagon fan. Yeah, no, now like now that I'm an honest adult, like yeah, I am a poser, you know? Yeah. Her family that poses. Her family that poses. She fucks everyone in New York. Her family that poses. That was a really good reference. Like, what? Is, does that mean that they're always taking pictures or that they're posers? I think she means like they're they're fake. They're posers, is what she said. Like, they're always just posing. Like, they're never just, like, being real. Yeah. Interesting. Her family that poses. Anyways, I'm so glad to share that Descendants news with you guys. I feel like we all needed to know it, and I'm happy for Brandy that she'll be Cinderella once again. She'll be reprising this iconic role. Um, If only Whitney Houston was alive to to join. Yeah, but they should get the guy who played Prince Charming to play Prince Charming like that. I know because he never really got anywhere. After no. That. So he should be available. He's free. <laughs> Our fifth and final story is a follow up to something we were talking about yesterday. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are no longer together. Mm-hmm. 
The former couple who started dating in 2020 quietly broke up last month, according to People. A source said both have incredibly busy schedules right now with their careers, and they've decided to make that a priority. Sure. So everyone is like quaking because she was at the concert and then Olivia and Harry broke up. And now that her and Devin have broken up, like obviously all three things are connected. But I'm kind of feeling like now that like, I'm actually feeling like maybe they're not together because it's like a little too obvious. Like what Kendall would literally release her breakup like two days after Harry and Olivia. I don't think they're together. I don't think it's connected. But what I know now is Kendall is single and Harry is single. So from here, where do we go? And maybe she put this statement out today so that Harry could see that she's single because he might have just assumed she was still dating Devin. So, you know, girl boss town, she does like PR predictions. And whenever people break up, she's always like guessing. And she actually had a really good guess for who Harry Styles would date. Cami Marone. Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. So like they're both just out of like really serious A-list relationships. Cami Marone is like friendly with Haley and Kendall. So she like runs in that crew. She she literally looks like a girl like Harry would love. Um, And what was the last thing? She had like really good reasoning for it. And like I could totally see it. I don't see it. Okay. I don't, he's going to date someone just like Olivia Wilde that was is very unexpected. Now, this Kendall being single at the same time that Harry's single is definitely convincing me of what you were saying yesterday, that like they should get back together, they could, and that they're meant to be. I still, I think that they might like try again, but I think that it won't work out because they're too similar. But I, I would, like, I would I've absolutely thought- love to be wrong more than anything. I've actually thought about... Um, them two together because we had a really interesting conversation yesterday about like their personalities and stuff um and the more I think about it like the more I actually think like Harry like does not like Kendall like on a personality level like I'm sure he likes her as a friend but like I I actually I don't find them to be even remotely compatible okay that's just what I think I I feel that and that might just be like my like jealousy um like seeping in because like I know Harry would love my personality yeah I wonder what he's looking for in someone's personality. I feel like he likes a serious woman. And uh, like I also wonder what he's looking for, period. Like is he looking to get married? Not immediately, but I I I imagine he likes being in a relationship. I'm just going based on like what I've learned from him and Olivia Wilde. I think he likes a serious woman. I think he likes a woman with a mind of her own, and I think he likes a little kind of like a bossy older woman sort of thing. I think he I likes know, being like, taken I don't care know, of. I don't know if we can make grand statements like that because he's dated a million girls before Olivia Wilde and like she was like so who? different. Like who for a long period of time? Like, yeah, he dated a bunch of girls and it didn't work out after five minutes because they're not the one that he was on it. No, so he has like a few like long relationships that honestly, I don't know who the girls are because like I see them on TikTok and they're always talking about like, I think one of their names is Cammy or something. Um, Camille, Camille, Camille. There's a Camille who like a lot of the first album is about. Um... But it was like very low key relationships. Olivia Wilde was far and away like the most public relationship of his. But I don't know if that's because like she was the most famous girl he dated um, or he was the most famous yet. Let me get my list out. Oh, my God. Of eligibles. Maybe there's someone here. Yeah. Add them both. But also add them both. But there might be someone on the list. Okay. Also add Cammie Marone to the list. Eligible. And Leo. Well, no, Leo and Gigi. Yeah. Cammie Marone and Kendall Jenner. Now we go to Harry Styles. 
Wow, the list is getting really long. Oh, I had Rocky mm. on it, but it's cuffing I need season. to take off Rocky. He got back together. Yeah, him and his wife got back together. Cute. Okay, Harry Styles and Khloe Kardashian. No. Obsessed. I actually think, though, personality-wise, Khloe and Harry are a better match than Kendall and I Harry. Okay. Um, Lori Harvey. Kind of obsessed. Kind of obsessed. A flow is here. That Damn, this is a small uh-huh. town. Harry Styles. Yes. I have it. Harry Styles and Kim. They don't really do that, though, like the sisters. They don't no, date they people don't. that no, the no, other they sisters don't, have but dated. But I think Kim is a better choice than Chloe because, um, just because I think she's... Well, you're comparing it only to Olivia Wilde, and I don't think that's fair because Kim I don't is know... Olivia like, Wilde. Like, she, no. They're similar girl Kim boss. Kim is his dream girl. I don't think he so, hangs out actually. with Kendall to get closer to Kim. And he said, why didn't you bring from Kim like into my phys- concert? From a physical perspective, like, his type is all the same. It's like a literally model... Tall, no boob, like tiny girl. Giselle. Perfect. Literally perfect, by the way. Yeah. Olivia Jade. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my God. I wouldn't be surprised if she found herself in Harry's house. Take her off the list. I think you can take her off the list. Like she is really with Jacob Alori. Okay, he's also on the list. I don't want to have to. I would take them both off. off. Should I take off Aza Gonzalez and Jason Momoa too? No, I haven't heard about them in a while. I feel like they could have fizzled. No, I think that's good news that we didn't hear anything. Yeah, no. Goodbye. I'm happy. I'm always happy when someone comes off the list. Me too, because we're sending them hopefully onto a really beautiful ship. But there are some people who I feel like are going to be here for a long time. Like who? Josh Groban. Um, yeah, but I feel like Josh Groban probably dates a lot, but like we don't hear about it because it's like industry people or like nobody. I feel like, like he cares. could just go on an app as Josh G and no one. I think he could do. <laughs> I think he could go on The Bachelor as Josh G. Is Chris Josh Evans G. dating someone? Did we just report that? Yes, a normie. A normie. Okay, goodbye, Chris. Actually, goodbye, I'll leave him there goodbye, just Goodbye, goodbye. You need to prove yourself. Yeah. You were bigger um, than the whole sky. I love that song. So, me too. It's sad. But I love it. What was the story we were reporting on? Harry. Oh, Kendall and... Kendall. Oh, you could put Devin Booker on the list too. <laughs> um, I actually felt like for a while, like that was Kendall's like dream, like end. I thought that like they were definitely OTP. I thought they were really similar. And they started to look alike in my brain. So when couples start to look like, that's how you know they're like soulmates. Yeah, they, they were together for a really long time in a private way. And so and private. So that was like a real relationship. It was a movie that felt like a real movie. Real movie, yeah. So that was sad, but um, the possibilities now are endless. It's really a great time to be young and in Hollywood. It always is, I feel. It always yeah. is. Oh, so true. Yeah. So those are the Fast Five. And, you know, we're two for two this week with stunning stories. Let's hope today turns out some more sentencing, some more this, some more that, breakups, makeups. So that tomorrow's episode, which is our final episode of the week before Thanksgiving, is just as juicy as today's and yesterday's. I think it will be. So that's our show. Anything you want to say to the peeps before we wrap up? Oh, I've got a busy day, so I'll keep you abreast on my IG. Me too. Come out. Make sure you're listening to tomorrow's episode to see how my Broadway show is, Titanic, the Titanic experience. Can't wait for the updates. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know. 
every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You were bigger whole than sky. the whole sky.